Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson. With you, as always, Taylor Wells. This episode seven zero seventy. Uh, Wells, is, there's there's not many famous hockey players out there that wore seventy, right? Ah, uh, the only one I can actually think of, I think Tanner Pearson wears seventy, but that's just because he's weirdo. Tanner Pearson's a weirdo. How do you know that? I don't know. You know, I just get that vibe. You know, I read people you just pretty. See him well. And you're like, that guy's fucking weird. Hey, good goal, but you're a fucking weirdo, bro. You know, and, and then from the TV, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the only the, you, the only hockey player that I've heard that's actually a weirdo is Dougie Hamilton. Like, well, that's everyone in general is like, yeah, Dougie's weird, dude. Like, he's a weird guy. <laughs> Tanner, what do you like to do after the game? I like to go home and grind my own sand. I, uh... Okay! <laughs> I actually just have a wall that I enjoy staring at. It's really a good time. I count the... I have one of those old houses that have the speckles in the ceiling. I like to count those. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, man. He is number 70. That's fucking great. Good good job, Wells. Good job, Wells. Uh, I, in fact, it's funny. One of your buddies uh, I actually looked at uh, in fantasy hockey recently, uh, uh, Holloway. Who? Holloway? Hathaway? Hathaway, there you go. Yeah, I looked at him too, and I literally, I out loud started scoffing while we're watching a movie, and I'm like, really, Taylor? Like, ugh, I'm really going to pick up Hathaway? And my wife's like, yeah, (laughs) what? Shut the fuck up. And I was like, "Ah, uh, what a fucking idiot. (laughs) Uh, We'll get to that in a second, because I I just, I I bent my morals morals too for fantasy hockey recently. did not pick him up. I will literally disown you. I I did. I so did. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Threw him on my IR. Oh, Christ. That's a good good segue, anyway. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Sorry it's been so long. We suck. Um, We had you guys going for a second that 69 Mm -hmm. was going to be our last episode. Um, We are back. That, That, I guess that's a great segue. Uh, We'll just kind of jump all over the map here. Uh, Evander Kane has not only come out of uh, self-induced forced retirement, rather, uh, now signed with the Edmonton Oilers, which, um, boy, I don't don't know if this is more of a classic Kane move or a classic Ken Holland move. So I don't understand. So, okay, I'm I'm having a hard time still understanding the logistics. So the Sharks bought him out. Right? No, the, they terminated his contract because he violated the contract. So they had an excuse to say this is completely it's void. Kane, right? So they need they needed an excuse because they waived him and nobody picked him up. Right? And he went to the AHL, which I, I, I think he might have played down there. Ugh, um, I don't know. But part of the new contract agreement was that like he couldn't break COVID regulations or something. And you know, it, oh, it's it's a it's a horseshit technicality. But like mm-hmm. Kane went to. Vancouver and Canadian COVID laws are different, and because of that, he violated COVID protocol. And because of that, there was a technicality in his contract that allowed them to terminate it. Okay, where they didn't have to. I I don't even know if they have to pay him or not. Well, that's what I'm worried. Like, does it hit the? It can't hit their cap, right? Because there was no, there's no way. I don't think so. When you when they someone when huh. someone violates the contract, I think it's null and void. I, I could be wrong. That's maybe probably a Google search. Okay. Um, those those who are uh, a keen listeners on this show, you might hear there's a uh, a nice screeching in the background on Wellesie's end of the, the recording. Oh, can you hear it? Yeah, I just I just heard it. All right, drink, bro. That's that's. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Mm. So we're starting a GoFundMe so, for Wellesie's uh, smoke detector batteries. Oh, there's another <laughs> one. You hear that? <laughs> you have two? What? No, it's only one that's struggling right now. I have, it, I have it completely unplugged, and I swear to God, it's still fucking chirping at me. Oh, fuck. It's literally, it's a you ghost just, fucking, there's a ghost in there just out hit, of the wall. hitting the button. Uh-huh. Like, there's a like there's a paranormal entity just pressing the button every two fucking minutes on this thing, I swear to God. See, there's another one, you hear that? I just heard it again. <laughs> it's so infrequent, like, it doesn't, there's no rhyme there's or reason. There's no rhyme or reason, that's what I'm saying. It's literally someone's, yeah. like, it's just comedic timing. You know, like there's just some fucking poltergeist in there just hitting it. Oh, speaking of comedic timing, um, Evander Kane scored in his first game. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> that's hilarious. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, okay. So his contract got terminated. We'd have to look up if he's actually has to if they have to pay him or not. I don't. I don't think they do. Um, it's the difference. It's the difference between a buyout and a termination. Okay, so he because I would assume. Word, yeah. Yeah, I would assume, but I, I could be wrong. You know, whoever's listening to this knows about that no CBA contract law. They're probably screaming at the top of their lungs. But uh, in any case, so goes out. He's a free agent. What had to happen was that the NHL had to look into the allegations, so they couldn't sign him right away. But Kenny, old, old Kenny Holland, who uh, takes pride in uh, signing broken toys mm-hmm. um, and turning them around, uh, was like, hey – Man, uh, we don't here, – here in the Edmonton Oilers, we do not care if you're a pile of shit as long as you can score goals. Right. And to be fair, that's – I have I have mixed feelings on that. I can, I can – and I always have done that. Like, I can believe that Evander Kane is a pile of garbage mm. and probably not a great guy yeah. in, just in general. It doesn't look like one. No, no, but – uh, Wells, you, I mean, you, you spent some time playing hockey, and, and I'd like to think that what I did was the equivalent of playing hockey. Um, yeah. <laughs> they called it hockey, you know. <laughs> Something. Like, I, I was on the ice, and, I, and I, did, I did play, but, you know, it's debatable on whether or not I was playing hockey. Chance, get out anyway. there and do the sport. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was basically mm-hmm. it. Don't, don't fuck up, bud. Hey, there you um, go. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Fuck, I even lost my train of thought now. It was it was ba- basically, uh, you can still be a dick and be good at hockey, and a lot of hockey players that are good at hockey mm-hmm. are not really great people. Mm. Um, I don't know if you know this, but, like, like even even the words of, like, Connor McDavid are now grinded down to the point where, uh, you know, you're. it's obvious that Connor McDavid is just, like, on life support up there right now. He's just going through the motions. Yeah. I honestly, like, this thing with the Vander Kane's hilarious. Honestly, you and I have talked about this before. Like, it's not a question of hockey ability. It never has been. Nope. Right? Like, Vander Kane can play hockey. Tony D'Angelo can play hockey, right? Every hockey team would love to have a 30-goal scorer on their team. 100%, right? Like, I mean, these these are guys who, who we know are actually good at hockey. It's yep. just the other... 99% of the sport that we're questioning them. Right? Like, and sure. And honestly, so like, I, you know, taking him at, so the, what I saw is the contract is like one year, seven, 750K, right? With a signing With bonus. With a signing bonus. Why the fuck not? I mean, you know, at the same, like, why the fuck not? Especially if you're Edmonton where they're already having issues, right? I mean, they, they went on what, a six game losing streak and then a fucking 
eight game losing streak or something stupid, right? Like they they started getting smoked. So like, why the hell not? You know, and and you got a guy like you you have arguably the best player in the league in Connor McDavid, right? So like, and and Leon Drysaddle, I mean to to boot, right? Like, you know, why not take a chance on this fucking lost toy? You know, so like, I mean, I get it from that standpoint. I just I think Wor- it's worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, Evander Kane does what Evander Kane does, and you, 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 he's gone in at the end of the year. I mean, that's what you hope for, right? Right. Like, I mean, that's not, you know, best case scenario is a Tony D'Angelo situation where he learned his lesson. He knows that he, like, can have his own opinions. He just needs to shut the fuck up. Mm. And let's be real here. Like, this is, again, we talked about this early on in the pandemic. Like, these are hockey players. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not... They didn't go to fucking school. They don't have fucking political science degrees. Like, they, they they are really good at one thing. So they're not known for having sometimes the most logical opinions or or being the most coherent when they're explaining their opinions, okay? I mean, if you get a, I, I guarantee, if you get a hockey I guarantee player... You, I guarantee you that there are a lot more players in the NHL that share, share Tony D'Angelo's beliefs. They're just better at not talking. <laughs> They can just read a fucking room. <laughs> yeah, like they, they understand to shut the fuck up and don't say anything. But, but I guarantee you that there's a lot of them, especially with the dis, uh, you know, the dissent that's come from the players right now regarding, you know, when we had, you know, basically half of the games in the week shut down one week because of asymptomatic player. We'll get into that mm-hmm. a little bit. Anyway, Amanda Kane, um, like I, I don't know if anybody's rooting for a redemption story here, uh. I think that it might spur the Edmonton Oilers who were mired in a, what, a seven-game, eight-game losing streak? I think before they signed him, they had actually won a couple. They, they had. They were, they were getting out of it, yeah. but like, they, were, they were down in the dumps and things were not looking good. The goaltending was in question, which, I mean, when, is it ha- when was the last time that the goaltending in Edmonton hasn't been in question? Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a while. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean... Another goal scorer. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily what they needed, but Evander Kane's going to put up some points. And if there's anybody, I mean, worst case scenario, the entire locker room turns on him and then it unites the team. <laughs> yeah, you got a fucking Brooks <laughs> situation. Yeah. Like Coach Brooks. Yeah. I, they hate him. They have less time to hit each other. That's right. Yeah, I, honestly, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to – it can't be bad for Edmonton just with where things were – at even fucking two weeks ago, right? Like, they literally there was fans throwing jerseys onto the ice again because, you know, they're babies. But, um, like, it just can't get any worse than that, right? So, I mean, like, adding sure. a guy who he, – he's, he's a good hockey player. He's just – he's so easy to hate as a as a Yeah, because he's being. such a dick he's off sucks. the ice. Yeah. He's just a piece of shit, right? So, like – He's a – he's yeah, he's a shitty person. Yeah, so, I mean, like, sure. I mean, it's a great experiment, and worst-case scenario, you send him back down to the HL or something, right? Like, there's yeah, – I mean, I'm sure all that stuff's built into his, you know, fucking what's, – What's the Oilers – what's the Oilers AHL team? The Oil Kings or something? No. Or is that their WHL team? That's WHL. I actually okay. don't know what their – I don't know what, what their, their AHL, AHL team, team is, is, but he probably one of the many California teams. Probably, yeah, it's uh, fucking somewhere in California stars or something. Oh, okay, the star that no, that's the Texas Stars. <laughs> I was giving it a go. Texas, if ever, okay, awesome, good job AHL ownership. 
Hey, we're the uh, we are the Dallas Stars affiliate team. What should we call ourselves? Tex- Texas Stars. Oh, oh yeah, no, that's great, guys. It's really good. Way to fucking think that, outside the box there. That won't be complicated at all. Yeah, that's no, perfect. Or we could just be the Palm Springs fucking flying firebirds. <laughs> makes no fucking sense. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Last thing on Kane, uh, I honestly do think he's going to play well mm-hmm. on that i mean he's he's that's that's another weapon in the arsenal uh it the only worry that i have is that it might be the um the duplicating effect mm-hmm. like you already have two of the best goal scorers in the league i don't know if adding a third is is what was needed i because i it, again like the pro- goal scoring is not the problem in edmonton the problem is you've got defense you've got a defense that is tailored only to pass the puck to the offense and not to actually defend. Mm-hmm. And then you've got goaltenders that like it's a coin flip on whether or not they're going to play well that night. Yeah. Like literally, yeah, Koskinen's got it together right now and everybody forgets, you know, uh, uh, even not even a week ago where Edmonton media was wanting to fucking crucify him mm-hmm. and you go up to your second best player on the team who's arguably one of the best is the best player in the league uh and call him pissy (laughs) he was pissy though like let's be honest he was pissy but he's allowed to be pissy (laughs) why are you so pissy i'd be like motherfucker i don't have to answer a goddamn word you as someone who works in that field (laughs) like they do not have to talk to you and when journalists go like ah they're entitled. They have to give it. No, they don't. They can tell you to go fuck yourself. Do you think that guy was just trying to make some fucking news? So this guy is known for making waves in Edmonton. He always he's like the uh, he's like the the one asshole that writes writes for the Toronto Sun, mm. but for Edmonton. Mm. Like he's that version of that guy. On on another note, there, Tippett also said Koskinen was playing like shit. Yeah, oh, like, blatantly. And Koskinen was like, in my last five games, the fucking forward group has scored, like, six goals. Right. So give me some fucking goal support, and I'll stop some fucking pucks. Like, they were going through some shit there. Oh, yeah, there, it was, there, was lots like of finger, there was a lot of finger pointing, and it's, uh, but it's, but okay, and what what's the truth in all of that? The truth is that everybody was telling the truth a little bit. Like, True. Koskinen has to play better. True. Okay, My, Mike Smith is hurt, and even when he, it's, it's obvious, like, this 38-year-old Mike Smith is hurt, okay? Like, it's, you're not going to get sustained good hockey from this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not going to happen. He's kind of so had got injuries Kos- his whole career, hasn't he? Right. He's always dealt with injuries. Right. Now and now that he's getting on the tail end, it's harder and harder to bounce back mm-hmm. from them. So, like, you can't rely on Mike Smith. So you've got Koskinen, and then you've got – who's the other guy? Uh, Stuart Skinner is, like, their AHL goalie. That's the guy that they keep bringing in. And and he – again, he's, you know, 50%. Sometimes he comes in and he's lights out. Other times he's, right. he's an AHL goalie. So it, it's just that situation where you're like, okay – these are our problems and everybody knows it and the world knows it. And it's not even like a difference of opinion. Like everybody knows that these are the problems. The coaches are saying it, the players are saying it. So what does he do? He goes and signs a goal scorer. <laughs> I mean, which I like, again, like more goals is not a bad thing, but it, it can be the effect of like your duplicating efforts. So like why, why did, uh, okay, Wells, I'll ask you this. 
why did uh, Eric Carlson not? Why is he not doing well in San Jose? Because he's a because he, he's on the second D pairing, and he continues to get hurt anyways. Well, that right. He also has a myriad of injuries, but also, um, if I'm not mistaken, there was already a guy on that team that did exactly what he does. True. So all you did was put two of them on the same line. Like it, it just doesn't. It's almost like, it's almost like, a Shea Theodore and Patangelo situation. Mm, yeah, like you're duplicating it. I understand on the surface, like two's better than one on it. Like if we could have two Shea Theodores, that'd be perfect. <laughs> but but then you're du- but you can only have so many people on the ice, and you can't have two people quarterbacking a power play. So you're duplicating it. One of them's gonna have to fall into a support role, and they don't do that. So. I, I don't know. We'll see. I Maybe it, it allows Kane. I'd be interested to put Kane on a third line to see if he can make that third line do something. Yeah. Honestly, like, Ken Holland's just such a shiny object guy. He's such a fucking shiny object guy. He literally just, like, Ugh. he's a, he, you know, for the movie Up, right, where the dog just fucking squirrel. You know yep. what I mean? That's just what he is. He's just. As, as, as a recovering uh, Ken Holland <laughs> fan you know because of the red wings um that guy is just, he just he is just terrible judgment calls mm-hmm. like i don't even know how you you work this like it, i don't know it's oh what that duncan keith signing isn't just completely changing the tone of that room oh it is though <laughs> no but he just like said it back Oilers with are, getting kane on the team so it looks like the matter. oilers are doing the exact same fucking thing they always do mm-hmm. I want to pull up the Edmonton roster real quick while we're on. Also, them. I'm really, I'm really proud of the progress that you've made, um, since Ken Holland left. You know, like, uh, I know you were we struggling. Get... You know, like I know. <laughs> it was bad. Oh, what? No, it, it, I I read it. It was the game that the Red Wings. It was the Blackhawks game. The, the the Blackhawks beat the Red Wings eight to five, even though the Red Wings had like two minor comebacks. Um. It was this game where one of my uh, Red Wings Twitter people goes goes on there and says, "Fire Jeff Blashill and Danny DeKaiser into the sun." <laughs> <laughs> like it, that that happened. Like that was like a game ago. Like not even the last game. That was the Toronto game, which was an, also an epic fuck up on the Red Wings part. Um, like we were winning that game and then we lost seven to five somehow. God, um, where did in these, like the, where in did like these, the last five minutes? Where do some of these Red Wings fans have time to breathe between their tweets? Uh, like I just don't get it. The only the, well, well why are you saying that? Because we're angry that <laughs> uh, because Zegris did a cool plick, uh, puck flippy that he's now going to just get guaranteed the Calder. Fucking cider just lets one bounce off his fucking skate and he gets an assist for it, and they're like. What a fucking god! Zegers is such a tool, though, right? Like, oh my! Like all the other fan bases are idiots if they don't hate Zegers as much as we do. Well, okay, look, it, it's I, okay. Are you ready for this? I'm about to make an argument for each one of them to win the cup. All right, all right. Zegers is obviously the flashiest of the three. He's the shiny object. He is. The man with the plan, he could be, you know, like he he's making the moves, he's doing the Michigan, um, that, you know, in in two ways and one, like he's he's ripping it up. Okay, underlying numbers, he's he's 
he's in the race. Like he's, I think he's third behind probably Cider and and then Raymond. Points per in points. Points per game. He's technically, I believe, above both of them. Oh, is he now? Um, they're all super close when it comes to point per game. So right, I I thought I thought the and granted this isn't recent. Like I I think I looked like a week ago, yeah. but I thought it was still I thought it was still Raymond Cider Zegras. Zegras has I could be thirty two, I believe, and forty. He might be in the lead now then, and because yeah, points points uh, per game. Raymond has super cool close. Like they're very very. All three of them are super close. But continue. That's fair. Um. And he is while while he is benefiting from being on a line with you know uh, some great some other great young talent uh, at the same time uh, he's he's making a lot of individual plays and uh, he's he's showing that he can make it in the NHL. In, in fact, you could say that for all three of them. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I don't think I don't know if you could necessarily like you can't blame Raymond for being on a line with Larkin. I just I, that that's I'll never be someone who's like, well, he's with he's with Crosby. Yamamoto, he's with McDavid. Uh, he yeah, I mean, of course he's doing mediocre. Like, come on. Well, and well, but you okay, you just made that example though. Like Kyler Yamamoto is not, you know, third in the league in scoring because he's skating with Connor McDavid. Yeah, 100%. Like it, it's not it's not always a guarantee. Right. That's the exact point like, that I'm trying to make. It's not Right, you're and you're 100 yeah. right. Like it's so it's not like the the Troy Terry situation where Troy Terry scored 15 goals this year because literally uh, Getzlov is just like, hey, I'm going to serve you up perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm the assist king. I will make it's you literally famous. just what Getzlov makes his money on. It's just b- b- bouncing the puck off of people, just throwing it at someone's face, and it just just dug glats into the net. <laughs> After he's done with that, like he goes and fucking like pool sharks people because he's so good at geometry. <laughs> Dude, we just we just watched uh, we just watched Goon with Morgan's parents, and mm-hmm. it is pretty fucking raunchy. Yeah, and so like it is. It's not a that's not a family movie. <laughs> we're just dying laughing and literally not a fucking peep out of the other side of the room because it's just oh. a little too much. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, well, whatever. Oh, shit. Anyways, back to um, Raymond. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, we'll jump We'll jump over to Raymond. Um, Raymond is more of the oh, – I don't even want to say he's the workhorse of the three because he's not. He He's in the same vein as the as the secret. I, I, I'll be honest. Like, Raymond is, is probably third in my, in my rankings on this. Um, he started out quick, and I was impressed with what he was doing with what so little was around mm-hmm. him. Um you know, like it just wasn't there's there's just not a lot there um, to work with other than Larkin and Bertuzzi, and then you've got Cider sometimes. But you know, I mean, if you're on a line with, you know, Fabry is Fabry, he's you know okay. Suter, um, Suter's okay. Yeah. Zadina's fucking cursed, dude. What is that um, guy's deal, dude? Zadina's just it's he's still young. Is that a like it, I'm not, I'm not ready to write him off just okay. yet, but he. It might be a situation where we know, like we might need to trade a problem child for a problem child. That's fair. Like, like somebody like it, it happens all the time, and sometimes it does work. Like there are teams where they, they just need a new environment. Quick, like it's just it's not going to work. The coaches the coaches pissed at them or this that and the quick other question for you. It, yep, Jacob Chikrin for a first round pick and Philip Zadina. Would you do it? 
Yes. I would too. Okay. Yep, I would okay, too. Continue. I would too, especially for what the with the Red Wings what they need. Yep, hundred percent. I think it's. A, I think it would be a great trade. But uh, what do I know? I'm just a fucking janitor. Especially right. Especially with what the Red Wings need now. That's immediate term though. Um, the Red Wings have other great defensemen in the pipeline that'll probably be up next year. Mm-hmm. So there's, uh, you know, we'll see. Was it Brandstrom? I think. Oh, do they have Brandstrom? Yeah, I think we have Brandstrom. Oh shit, that I, I missed yeah. that one. That's a good. That's, he's a good. He's he is good. He's like 22 now or something. 23. Maybe I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I, I know. We, I know we have a developing Swedish defenseman that's also coming up. That's not necessarily as gifted on the offensive side of cider, but anyway, okay. So cider, it's this is if, so those who aren't Ducks or Red Wings fans wouldn't understand. There's a big argument going on between the the fan bases right now about who deserve who's deserving of mm. it. Lucas Raymond was the early favorite, and I don't think anybody would disagree with that. He's tapering off now. Um, a, a re, there's a recency bias, which here. you like, see like, with rookies. There, there's a recency bias here because Raymond was running away with 100%. it first two months of the season. Like it wasn't, it wasn't even close. Like it was like, no one was talking about Zegras or cider. Yep. Well, okay. They were, but like, but it's like Raymond was, who's going to come Raymond in second was undisputed. Yeah. Raymond right. was undisputed. The top Calder guy, like give, give Lucas Raymond the Calder now kind of right. thing. Um, he has since cooled off. And I think that's because the Red Wings have cooled off as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's okay. Cider, on the other hand, is the analytics darling on this. Like, if he's winning in every single analytics category, like the cha- like points per, what is it? Points per what? Points per game? Is that what you're thinking of? No, not points per game, but like point uh, points per sixty or oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. whatever that is. Like like that's off the charts. Like the offensive de- uh, potential of the Red Wings goes from like. 30 percent to 80 percent when he's on the ice um like it's 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 unreal like and the fact that he's a defenseman and the in the potential offense goes like he's an i yeah no he's not stacking up the points because uh he's been fucking duct taped to goddamn danny de kaiser he literally has to carry the fucking team both defensively and offensively he literally is carrying both and like on like it's okay this is this this is sad like, you know it's a bad situation on the Red Wings blue line when everyone is happy when Jordan Osterley is Cider's D-pair <laughs> partner. Like, when Osterley is his, they were like, thank fucking God. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh, we have we have a body. Like, we actually have a human body that's skating around, not Danny DeKaiser, who literally does everything wrong. <laughs> And and Cider is literally like directing him where to go on the ice. This uh, he's twenty years old, and he's like going up to grown men, like ju- uh, the, like the other night that it got shared that he would ju- he just like uh, bullied Sidney Crosby. Good. He like Crosby, Crosby sort of shoved it, him once, and he fe- he fed him his glove, and um, everybody's just like this twenty year old boy is just like bullying full grown adults. Like <laughs> yeah, because he's six four two hundred, dude. He's frightening. He's big. That's like, a big boy. He is like it's gonna be it's gonna be a thing. And now that Nick Lindstrom is vice president of hockey operations, that's awesome. Oh, like man, that's that kid's gonna develop under him, and he might become the next Lindstrom. Here's, and that would be here's fantastic. my thing. Okay, so you kind of had your two yep. cents. Let's get into it. Um, go for it. For one, Red Wings fans, what are you bitching on Twitter for when you have you 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 have arguably 
two of the best young studs in the fucking game. And you can't be happy for one other franchise to have one guy in the conversation. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Like, literally, go take your own dick and shove it in your asshole. Like, go fuck you can yourself. Even throw, we, we, we could even throw Alex Nedeljkovic in sure. there, too. Yeah, sure. Let's toss him in he's, there. He's, a just... dis- he's, he's probably a distant fourth or fifth, but the fact that we've got three Calder, you know, nominated people on the team is pretty good. And and your fellow Red Wings fans just feel the fucking need. Like, I get it. Like, you guys have been in the gutter for a few years. So have the Ducks. Like, Yeah, that's fair. Literally shove it, dude. Like I, I okay, absolutely the, hate that for one. Okay, I just wanted to get that. I out. will I will concede okay, first off, personal opinion, I do think Zegris will win it. Uh it's all of the all the national hockey awards <sighs> are always star power. Like it's yeah. it always is uh, eye rollingly. Like remember that one year that fucking uh Suban won a Norris and you're like, What the fuck? <laughs> are you high? Like what are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. So so that's my that's my little. So it's flat. I I do think. Um, but that in, so in that vein, I think Cider should at least be nominated for the Norris. I could see him getting a vote. I don't. I think I don't, he should be nominated. He's not quite there yet, in my opinion. I don't think he'll win. I don't think he should win. I I would like I said. I if if the Calder goes to Zegras, I would be okay. At least if Cider or Lucas – no, Lucas Raymond can't because he's not a defenseman. Mm-hmm. But if Cider was nominated for the Norris, like I, I don't expect him to win. But but in the ra- – you know, because like, at the end they do like the top three. Like, oh, it's going to be one of these three. I want him to be at least in the conversation. And then I'd be like, all right, rookie defenseman in the talk for Norris, I'm okay with I, that. Like, so can I fucking talk, Red Wings fan? Jesus. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, I'll be nice to Red Wings fans from you here on You keep talking. Out. I need another beer. All right. Um, I, as a, as a Ducks fan, as a, obviously a Zegris fan, I mean, come on. Um, I, I honestly, at this point, it's very hard for me to make that dis- distinction between the two. Uh, Zegris, so like we were talking about earlier, Zegris has the highest points per game. He has like a .78 and just over Raymond, I think at like .77 or something. It's stupid. It's stupid close. Um, right. and, and Cider is just under that. I think he's, he's like .67, but as a Cider's quietly racking up some assists, but as a defenseman, like really? what a fucking season this kid is having. Like he, and, and to be a surprise of that draft, which is pretty, pretty hilarious. Just an Iserman fucking okay. decision. Um, Moritz Sider, 45 games played, four goals, 25 assists. That's unreal. I mean, from a 20-year-old defenseman, it's unreal. It's pretty good. He's skating. He's averaging 22, 34 a night. Yeah. I mean, so so for me, I, I and this is this is why, this is what you and I were texting about a little bit, and I think it's hilarious. I honestly, I, I would have no problem if Sider took the Calder Trophy. I would have absolutely no problem with it, just with the season he's had up until this point. I hate. I would hate for him to win it because of that fucking fan base right now. They are <laughs> they are whinier. I honestly, I I hate. What's what's what are Zegers' stats right now? Um, so he's at thirty two and forty one games. So he's he's technically so like points per game. He's point uh, seven eight, I think. Okay, so Lucas Raymond's forty five games played, eleven goals, twenty four assists. Right, which is per, which is which is really nice. I mean. It's clearly between these three. I mean, there's just there's no like you no, can't. Look who, at, I mean, who would be the dist? Who's a distant fourth? Like, well, Bunting just had a hat trick tonight. I think, right? So, 
I mean, he's up to like Fucking twenty points. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, oh, and, oh, and because he's in Toronto. Yeah. Oh, oh, fuck. He's Toronto. Okay. Might as well give it to fucking Michael Bunting. Yep. Yeah. I think Bunting's gonna run it's away with it soon. I'm gonna see it in the Toronto Sun tomorrow. Uh, Michael Bunting for Calder. Yeah, probably. We're gonna get we're gonna get messages about Michael Bunting for fucking Calder on our. Uh, fucking what do we even use Toronto anymore? Fans, Snapchat. Toronto fans can lick my nuts. Like I swear. I just. Ah. Uh, no, it's. I know. I know. Toronto fans, it's a love hate with you guys. <sighs> I, it's some nights. Some nights, I just. I love how you guys just fucking get up your own ass and it's self deprecating mm-hmm. shit, and I love it. But other nights, like you guys, it's fucking memories <laughs> of a fucking hummingbird. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, so, so for me, I'll just end it on this on the Calder talk because you and I could. I mean, it's. It's very. It's it's hilarious because this is the first thing you and I have had to be able to talk about our favorite teams on this podcast yep. in like two years at least. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's technically so. I would go Cider at one, Zegris at two, Raymond at th- very very close three. So I think those three are super fucking close to each other right now. Um, but that's that's how I would round it out. And I think the reason I would put Cider at number one as a Ducks fan is because he's a defenseman. There's just it's, it's true. asinine to be doing what he's doing. He is he is that team's MVP in my mind. He's doing it fucking yeah. all. Oh, uh, it's not even. It's not, not even close. close. I, it's he's Lark, Larkin is having a hell of a season, and I think that team is energized because they see the young that guys. This, this team, like, if you look at standings right now, I mean, it, okay, you know, on the surface, it's not great, but uh, or no, on, if in you dive into the numbers, air, they're it's in a harder. Like the East Coast is much more difficult, though, right? Like. Sure. It's Absolutely, tough. but they're but but they're not like I mean they're technic technically speaking they're a bubble team right mm-hmm. now. They're a distant bubble team. They're not gonna they're not gonna. I mean, right, right now the Washington. Okay, so I, no, they are a bubble team. So like they are the they are the one team on the cusp of getting in. Right. So Boston is right ahead of them in the other wild card spot. Now, are the Red Wings going to get that spot? No, they're ten points behind Boston. Like it's not going to happen. But. I, I said it before in this season. They're going to be a bubble team. And I think next year they're going to take that next step. Yeah, 100%. When they can cleave Danny DeKaiser off of the team. Oh, come on. DeKaiser is the only – he's the glue. No, DeKaiser's got to go. DeKaiser's got to go. Uh, Zadina's got to go. Um, Ernie's got to go. <laughs> uh, Rasmussen's got to go. As much as he is a favorite, Giovanni Smith's got to go. Oh, he's a fan favorite, dude. He's he's the only he's one that's a scraps. huge fan favorite, and I love the guy. He he seems like I that I bet he's an awesome guy. But he's the only um, one that scraps like, on that team, isn't he? I yeah, but he's but he's he's there because the team can handle that right now. Ah, like okay. in the future, when we want to be good, we need to have you know Pat Maroons and Corey Perry's on the fourth line. Yeah, hundred percent. So anyway, anyway, that's too much Red Wings talk. Um, Let's move on to uh, another topic that is controversial and uh, and is much debated over uh, the Olympics. Mm. Wells, um, we heard recently that uh, the NHL players are not going. Uh, unfortunately, that hit right at the same time as you know the NHL was having massive uh, game shutdowns and cancellations because of positive COVID results. Um, you want to hear my tinfoil hat theory on this? Is it from the aliens, dude? The aliens do this? Is Gary, is Gary Bettman an alien? Mm-hmm. Because if you believe that, then yes. 
I think he's definitely he's not from here. He's not an he's not human. Yeah, definitely we'll put not. It that way. He's yeah. a robot or something. Um, lizard people or something. Oh. Um, yeah, it could. I That's mean, my you know, favorite lizard one so robot. Far. Lizard, lizard robot. Ooh. Um, okay. It was very clear that the NHL does. does the NHL hates when their players go to the Olympics. They hate mm-hmm. it. Like they've hated it every year that they do it. The only reason they begrudgingly go is because the players like make it, it it's a huge thing to the players in fact there are some players that take winning a gold medal more seriously than winning the stanley cup it's a huge deal to the players sure. they push it hard isn't it isn't it just a weird coincidence that the weeks leading up to the olympics when they're announcing <laughs> the games and figuring out the schedules and the rosters like uh-huh. a week before they're figuring out the rosters all of a sudden we go even though like covid was the same and everything like that all of a, all these players are now getting positive results, and like half the rosters are now sick, and it ga- it gave the NHL the re the the reason they because we're, okay I want to get technical on this the NHL stopped the players from going to the Olympics not because of COVID not because you know poor conditions in China or anything like that the technical reason they stopped is because too many games were canceled and they had to save the season so money. Mutt, correct. Mm. So, in in the announcement, they you know, oh, we're you know, we love that they go, and this is so great, and we're we're just so sad that we have to do this. But they what what they did is they increased the number of positive asymptomatic COVID results. Cancel got enough games canceled. They like they hit the threshold. Like their schedule was like we have to cancel at least fifty eight games. <laughs> they hit it, and they're like, fuck, oh guys, guys, we we've, we've we do. We just can't. Nothing do we can you do. Guys can't be gone for two weeks. Nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. Nothing we can do. And now we, we have because we have to have. Are you ready for this segue? Uh-huh. You ready for this? We have to have the All Star game. Hundred oh, percent. That's do. important. That's incredibly important. We we can't cancel that. <clears throat> so the Olympics. Olympics is funny to me. I don't care about the Olympics. I know players <laughs> do, but I don't give a shit. That's not what I watch. I don't watch that garbage hockey where they can barely fucking touch each other and get a penalty. It hasn't it's terrible. been taken seriously in it's a while. It's terrible. It's terrible hockey. It's it's going the way of the All-Star game. It's terrible. Which, which upsets me. It upsets me. It upsets me. The Olympics is supposed to be the ultimate world stage where we get to see the best players from every country battle. Play the, play the best sport at yeah, the way that the sport's supposed to be played. And they just don't. Yep. It's, uh, yeah. The Olympics for me, like... People are like, oh, gee, oh, geez, oh, Brad Marchand had a fucking thought in his fucking skull. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he literally has thousands a day. But like, he's been really active on Twitter lately. Yeah, I know, I know. You see him bashing. <laughs> oh, here's another segue for you. You see him bashing the Coyotes' new rink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Anyways, we'll get there. In a so second. the Olympics. So for me, like, sure. I mean, I still hold true that you know, realistically, COVID was started by Wayne Gretzky to stop Ovechkin from beating any of his records. Like, that's that's who started COVID. Are you kidding me? Bill Gates? Come on. I mean, that guy's smart, but he's not that smart. Like, Wayne Gretzky, for sure. But, yeah, when it comes to the Olympics, like, I get it. Guys wanted to play, sure. But is that hockey worth my time? No, I probably wouldn't even watch it. I would figure out something else to do for the two, three weeks that it was playing. Like, I honestly... I have no desire to watch that fucking hockey. I'm, I'm going to be real with you. Um, 
So, you know, the guys can be pissy all they want, but I, I you know, it, it, it's literally, like, it's a better thing for me. And that's all I care about is literally what I care about, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. it. It hurts me greatly that you don't like the Olympics. Um, at, at, I, When it was in its, like, I, I mean, okay, not to be the back in my day, mm-hmm. but... But, like, even back in my day, like, even All-Star games were treated a little more serious when we were younger. Sure. Not too much. It was still a gong show, but it was, it was, there was still some bragging rights to it and that kind of thing. Whereas now, there's just nothing. It's, it's, it's a joke. And you've got players that are making excuses to get out of it. So the Olympics, yes, you're right. Like, I, probably the last time it was taken seriously was what? Crosby's golden goal? (sighs) Yeah, I mean. When Ryan Miller, when Ryan Miller was on the team. And then, because there was that one year where, like, like what was it? The last Olympics, the 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 team formerly known as Russia won. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. Like, you know, it's it's fun. It's fun for me as a Ducks fan and you as a Red Wings fan to go. Let's go Team USA, right? And be on the same side for fucking once. That's what it is. It's a fucking hoorah, right? Like that's all. That's that's what the Olympics is in reality, right? Like, so. But for me, like. I don't know. I'd much rather be watching the NHL, which actually fucking matters to me as a, you know, as a hockey fan than something that is just, it's just bullshit hockey. Honestly, I'll be real with you. That's just a, that's just a take that I'm going to fucking live with. Well, I mean, I don't think anybody likes the actual like format. I, I hate the big ice. It's crap. Um, I don't, they're stupid. Their rules are dumb. Like it's just, it's because they, 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 they mirror closer to IIHF, right? right? Mm-hmm. And I in those I really try. If you're ever curious, look into the IIHF rule. It, they they have some weird fucking rules. Right. It's it's I don't understand. I mean, it just gives me it's more time strange. to have NHL on one TV, and then the, on the other side, I can watch curling, and I can be happy about being a fucking weirdo. You, you know go. what I mean? There I don't got it. They don't have to yep, fight absolutely. for my time. So. Gotcha. So I, at the end of it, I'm sad. Uh, the players are sad. <laughs> um, my conspiracy theory holds that the NHL wasn't going to let them go anyway. They weren't. Um, no they, way. Cause, well, especially, especially the timing of this. Like, they, of a year of all years, they need to make money. Mm-hmm. And them going to the Olympics for two weeks was not going to help them. Well, yeah, nobody, so. nobody even saw Zegers' fucking Michigan live, so... They need they right. need some fucking booze sales, dude. <laughs> exactly, and oh, and guess what? Um, uh, it, it, when it comes down to all about money, because uh, in terms of entertainment value, we're we're led to believe that we all still care about care about the all star fucking game. Yeah, don't you? <laughs> I have not cared about the all star game since Larkin broke the speed record. Honestly, like they shouldn't even televise this fucking thing. It is so fucking – it is such a fucking joke at this point where you're not even getting – remember when it used to be the best players that went? Yeah. <laughs> now now it's not even that. So I, we've talked about this on the show before. You can almost like go back to one of our old episodes and find where we've yacked about the All-Star game. Like it's, it's not a true competition. No one takes it seriously. There's no motivation to do it. The best players usually make excuses and don't go. Um – I get it. I understand. Why why would you go? So the who who are Wells, who are the only players that might be excited and honored to be in an all star game? The fucking ones that didn't make the original vote. That's literally the only players that are excited or, about or, it. Or so okay. 
Follow my logic okay. on this. We turn the All-Star Weekend into a prospect weekend. Ooh. Where the best players from every divi- from the best young players of every division duke it out. And the and the NHL has their own version of the juniors. I don't mind that. You know what I like about that uh, idea is each team has their own small all-star weekend of their prospects. And maybe Lucas Raymond isn't the fastest skater in the system. It's this guy who's just a fucking speed demon. He does, he has, well, he has zero those... goals on the year, but he is quick. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's Michael Grabner. There he goes. You know what I mean? Like it's so, and, and this is the problem with, with, not pick because it's not like the current system much like the playoff system you're not picking the best teams mm. or you're not picking the best players mm-hmm. like you are pigeonholing yourself so you can make so you can make sure that what okay as a red wings fan there should not be a single fucking detroit red wing on any of the all-star teams not one i got two i want to see though i i would love i would love but that's where you're larkin and cider Larkin and Cider to be there, or some combination of you know those three that we talked uh-huh. about earlier. But but the ones that didn't get invites or or called in sick, <coughs> um, they deserve. Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin should be at the All Star mm-hmm. game. Not fucking. Uh, I, I don't know. It, Dylan Larkin's going. That's great. Maybe he deserves something because he does hold the speed record right now. But. That being said, Larkin hasn't been there since he set the record. So how does that – you know, there's no rhyme or reason to that. Yeah. But because we have to have at least one player from every team and we have to pigeonhole it by division for some fucking reason because everybody – well, you you were so into these, you know, divisional rivalries. Uh Uh-huh. Like I I really care about if the Pacific Division is better than the fucking Central. Yeah. No, I'm super into that. It's <laughs> gonna get, gonna get me a Pacific Division jersey. <sighs> I know you are. God. Yeah. Can't wait to get fucking <laughs> yarn croak on a fucking Pacific Division <laughs> jersey. God damn it. Okay, say your piece on this because then we you just brought up <laughs> Kelly. Uh, it's gonna be our next. Segue. All right. So my piece on the All Star Game. I honestly, I think it should be even televised. I think it should be, if you're going to All Star Weekend, you actually want to see the players who were voted in, and you need to go experience yep. the entire thing. So it's this secret. Yep you know, society of people that go and they watch the All-Star Ooh. game. And so, like, you know, you could go to the All-Star game. You could be like, dude, you should have seen what Jordan Eberle did. He was in the middle of the ice, and it was a sex show. Like, it, it was literally Jordan Eberle pulled his dick out and scored multiple goals with his dick. And I, I would have no way of knowing. I would just have to believe you. And then I would have right. to go next year because You're I like, couldn't miss it. the sex show. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's what I think the All-Star like, Weekend should be. I can't be. believe I missed I that. I can't believe I missed that. I'm going to go spend thousands of dollars buying three beers <sighs> at the All-Star Weekend. I'm going to do it. Maybe that's a better example. Like, the fact, the fact that there is one – there is a single player from the Seattle Kraken at the All-Star game is – Mind blowing. 
Like there, there is not a single. And as we segue into the Kraken, uh, there does there is not a single player on the Seattle Kraken that deserves to be at the All Star Game. 100%. F- hard fucking stop. And All Star Game's over. Let's move on. <laughs> the the closest one. The yeah, the All Star Game is where that's we fucking buried that in mm-hmm. a shallow grave. Um, the crack and and they didn't even pay, did. Did you say it was Jordan Eberle that's it going? It is Eberle. Eberle got. It's not even Jordan Eberle that deserves to go. Their best player is Jared McCann. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Eberle. God, I jo- could eat. Jordan that Eberle fucking... hasn't scored a goal in two months. Okay, that's a bit of an embellishment, but we'll put it this way: he's sitting in free agency right now in our fantasy league. You know why? Because he's garbage. Because he's not good. Uh, I mean, he's having an okay year, but he's having a he's having an okay year for literally one of the bottom five it's a bottom teams five in the team. Yeah, it's a bottom five. Eberle like leads the they, Kraken with twelve goals and twelve assists. No, he does not. He is followed by current linemate Jared McCann. No, you're wrong. Fifteen that is not goals, twenty three points. This was written. Before you start getting your information, before you start being mean to me, (laughs) this was written on January 13th, so you're correct. (laughs) God, you're so rude. Uh, the the current stats, oh, I I knew I had to know this because so before I started talking shit, um, to my to my McCann haters, uh, Jared McCann leads the team in goals with 18, the closest is Eberle with 12. Um, assists, uh, McCann's not in this, Wenberg is at 17, which shows. Just how terrible the team. Oh, and Jaden Schwartz is in second with 14, even though Jaden Schwartz hasn't played a fucking game in 10 games. Um, uh, points leader is Jared McCann with 28 points, Eberle 25, Yanni Gord 23. Uh, by the way, Yanni Gord missed half the season. Yeah. Uh, Alexander Wenberg 21, because for some reason uh, Hextall thinks that Wenberg is a first line center, and Jaden Schwartz again, who has missed most of the season as mm. well at 20. So that goes to show how rough this team is. Jared McCann is the top point guy on the Seattle Kraken. Oh yeah, for sure. A lot of them, a lot of them are play uh, power play points too. Yeah. Yeah, He's still minus 12. He's doing pretty good though. I mean, no one, if anybody on that team has a plus plus minus, I would be surprised. There's one for sure. Oh, there's a couple. Uh, fucking Turbo, of course, is plus four. What a beauty. Tanev? Yeah, dude. Plus four. Half a point per game there. Or else I don't know how to Mm. read statistics. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm... I mean, I've drank a lot of wine today, but, like, I'm not that drunk. Like, he's got a plus four. (laughs) And Carson Soucy, what a fucking gem. Put him on the first line. Yeah, he's he's coming alive. Like, there's a lot of great storylines here, and it seems like the team is bonding and that kind of thing. But okay, so let's let's not go because there's a natural segue here to the trade deadline. But let's not get there because we're going to talk about two more teams. Okay. Um. So the but the Kraken are not like it, there honestly isn't much to talk about. Like they've just continued this, you know, play of mediocrity. Yeah. You know, they they win one, they win one, they lose four, <laughs> and. They just seem content with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, they still wake up in the morning, so they're good. That's about it. That's about it. Okay, um, but the thing that's probably giving them solace is that it could be worse. It, 
because there are two teams right now that are literally fighting to be the worst in the league. Are they both Canadian teams? No, they're no. not. No. The the Arizona Coyotes and the Montreal Canadiens are just basically trying to one up each other on who is the worst team in the league. It's a valiant effort. Uh, they they're both trying very hard, um, but it seems like Montreal has uh, employed the ingenious tactic of just putting in uh, some guy that I've never heard of in goal. And what it, is it's, it? Who the fu- tonight? They so I I made some money on the uh, Columbus Montreal game tonight by betting the over. Um, Primo? Oh, it's not Keith. It's uh, <laughs> it's fucking like Caleb or something. Isn't it? I don't fucking. I have no. I've never heard of this guy in my life. I mean, no. Idea. I'm still holding out that you know they're going back to the finals, man. This team will definitely make the finals this year. I think they're like two days away from being mathematically eliminated. <laughs> We're not even at the trade deadline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good for I, you. Know what? I, you know what I say? I say good for them. I say good for them. Yeah. Um, it's no, it's a bad situation in Montreal. Like they are historically bad. Um, I know that you know the GM, the new GM, has basically said like this is a rebuild. We are going to tank. So, but but the problem is, is you've got other teams that are being very vocal about tanking as well, and which leads us to well, you've got so Montreal is in a situation that's bad because there's a lot of pride on the line there. Like the the team just went to the Stanley Cup final yeah. last year. And the Montreal Canadiens are a historic original six franchise with a very fervent, possibly shitty fan base. And, like, it's it's very large. And, they, you know, it's a huge following. And, like, there's there's a lot of pressure there, whereas there's no pressure on the Arizona Coyotes. Um, I saw a picture of their arena last game, and I think there was – I had more people in my apartment last weekend than there was at the last Coyotes game. I mean, so, so I watched them play – the Bruins and I actually they actually kept up with the Bruins pretty well. Uh, it's kind of disappointing they didn't win that game. I think the shot the shot totals were off. Whoever was counting the shots in that game, you're a Bruins fan. Goodbye. But anyways, goodbye. Um, the the couple Bruins games I've been to at Gila River as a coyote, like you know going going and watching the Coyotes, it's seventy five percent Bruins fans anyways. Just the way it is. Sure. They make a shitload sure. of money off of the other team. It's just the way it is. Not a big deal, right? But now you're not even getting those. There's yeah. Like they're like, I don't want to watch the Red Wing. I don't want to watch the Bruins kick the shit out of the Coyotes. And like fuck. we've we've talked about this before, and it's just it's such a like I get defensive about it just because obviously I've been to multiple Coyotes games. Sure. They're too far to the west. All of the <laughs> let's be real. All of the rich people who are from Canada, from, you know, all this shit. They're snowbirds. They live in the East Valley. Like, this yep. shit is too far away. It's, like, I, it's taken me three hours to get to a game before because of traffic. That's fucking stupid, okay? Yeah, That's fucking close. stupid. So, like... Especially for Coyotes. Especially game. for a fucking Coyotes game. I'm not gonna, like, what, I want to drive three three hours for fucking $15 beers? Like, I don't want to fucking do that. So, do you think they'll change the beer prices when they're playing at, uh... AAU or whatever. Uh, it's funny you say that. I've I uh, talked to a few like ASU guys, like guys that ASU, go to ASU yeah. and stuff, and uh, they're like, if they don't have five dollar beer nights, nobody's gonna watch them because they're <laughs> literally they're at the they're gonna be at the ASU fucking rink, and all they do is five dollar beer nights, 
And so they pack this bitch. I mean, it's going to be 5,000 fans, but it's going to be 5,000 fans strong. Like fucking shit-faced college students and, and people yeah. just live in their fucking 60s. Fuck, can you imagine? Like w- back when we we're in college, just like casually, just like, hey man, it's fucking Friday night. You want to go to a fucking Red Wings yeah, it's game? Like, like, it's like five bucks a beer at the fucking Red Wings game. We get you to we get, all we have to do is all we have to do is walk to camp. You want to get shit faced and watch some hockey? Nah, dude, dude. Actually, I think what I'm gonna do is watch Disney Plus. Oh my god! And get a like, thirty that, rack. That could be da- like, what, what that the fuck? could be dangerous for a lot of college oh, kids. God, honestly, like those games will be so fucking rowdy. And yep. so, so it it might save the fan base. Honestly, it's gonna get it's gonna get people very interested because I think those games are gonna be sold out every single game. Which, when they build their Winnipeg Jets esque stadium in like three to four years, centralized in Phoenix, which is what they've needed to fucking do. They should have never left downtown Phoenix, but that's you know any but any of my Coyotes fans listening to this. What? Oh it, it, no! Well, it makes total sense that the. Arizona Coyotes playing Glendale. Yeah, Glendale Coyotes. What a fucking joke. Anyways, honestly, like those those games are going to be pretty ac- actually going to be pretty nuts. I hope I have the opportunity. Could they play in Tucson? Is there anywhere down in Tucson? So Tucson Roadrunners. The... So their AHL team plays down there. Uh, oh, okay. There is there's a good little rink down there, but I think it's actually less than five thousand. Don't quote well, me yeah, on that. But so I mean, putting them where they're where they're where they're wanting to play, and then you know, eventually building a rink. And I think the talks are like Scottsdale or Phoenix, which is for anybody that doesn't know is pretty much downtown Phoenix. Um, yeah. That's the right way to. That's the right place to put it. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, okay. it'll it'll be really fun to if I if we can eventually go to a game where they're playing the Bruins and you get to throw shit at Marshand, you know, because I mean you're gonna be so mm. fucking close to the goddamn ice, you got fucking nosebleeds and you you can still smell their fucking gear, you know. <laughs> Five thousand I mean, fans, like, it's, baby. It's, it's funny and humor, like it's sad yet funny and like maybe exciting at the same time. Like I don't know, like when you get five thousand people on a college campus, like the, that could be that could reinvigorate your fan base or at least on on like television broadcast you could actually get people that are there um <laughs> or it shows that people are there like it could be it could be fun in a sad way we're definitely going to a game oh absolutely. yeah i mean we if they're going to play with asu for the next three years we're definitely going to be there at some point so maybe we do like a live broadcast or something absolutely you think uh you think um like you get in with like a student card oh yeah for sure i'm sure there's a student discount gotta be it's gotta be a student there discount. has to be um it's it's include it's included in tuition <laughs> uh yeah you can go watch asu <laughs> whatever or you can go watch the coyotes and pay five dollars for a beer yeah i'm fucking in dude yeah oh yeah absolutely uh totally. on a side note it's Caden primu that's that's he's played nine games this year in the nhl there you go wow how's he doing uh, not great not great <laughs> goals against averages above four so that's it's not great. Yikes! Yeah, it's not. It's not healthy. It's usually not a good thing. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's it, it's amazing to me how Gary, how stubborn Gary Bettman is. Like because because Arizona was his idea, mm. he won't let it yeah. go. Like we we have relocated three other teams right. in the Gary Bettman era. Yet. We won't do this with Arizona. I'd love to see him go to Montreal just so there's another Canadian team that doesn't win the cup. Oh, you mean, you mean Quebec, Quebec City? Yeah, Quebec, sorry. 
so that's I mean that's one of them. Uh, obviously, Houston's been rumored. Um, I've even heard that there was there was early talk of making another Toronto team. Yeah, I would hate that. I would hate I, that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If I'd like love to not. see them. Quebec is a is a natural market for me. I think, but if you're gonna do it, Kansas City makes sense. Houston sucks. I'm sorry. You know what? The only reason why I would be okay with the other Toronto hmm. team. See how many people jump. Is because ship. that. It's a yes, <laughs> and then B that team would probably go farther in the playoffs <laughs> and win a Stanley Cup before the mo- and then that's when Maple Leaf fans take their own life. Yeah. Ugh. Like it's like when the new t- like the new the the Toronto Maple Queefs mm. uh, win the Stanley Cup in their inaugural season or or even no they wouldn't have to do that if they just make it past the first round. Maple Leafs fans just like fucking just Harry Carey Seppuku shit. Just fucking Jesus. done. <laughs> they just eat cheese curds until they explode. Pure fucking grinders on that team too. Just just <laughs> beat in like they play they play the Leafs in the first round and still beat them. Yeah. Oh, that would be a Cinderella it's, story. It's like Don it's like Don Cherry's dream team. It's just like four lines of grinders. <laughs> just fucking What your guys' power play look like? Uh honestly, we just we don't have a power play. It's, it's Milan Lukic. <laughs> with, with Pat Maroon. <laughs> just like those types of guys. Just just straight third-line grinders. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, let's move them to Toronto. I'm in. That's that I'm could sold. that could be, that could only be that could only be well. Because like, worst case scenario, they're bad too, and now both Toronto teams are bad. <laughs> oh man, and they're cursed, and it's just like this cursed city. Just double the amount of Twitter sadness. <laughs> be good so for good. Them. No, um, so yeah, that's that's uh, it's a concerning situation in Arizona. I I hate it. I've said it many times on the podcast. I love when hockey does well anywhere. Mm-hmm. I love when the game spreads. So the fact that it's struggling in the desert upsets me. I don't want it to. I want the Coyotes to have a fervent, healthy fan base. Um, and it sucks that not only are they plagued by ownership problems, but on ice problems. Their well. ownership so. is garbage. It's terrible. Like Montreal, Montreal's going to be fine. Yeah. They have a fervent fan base. Like, even if the, this is going to be their worst season probably in a very long time, mm. they're not going to lose a single fucking fan. Their jersey sales are still going to go mm-hmm. up. It's it's going to be a thing. So okay, let's we let's use let's use we. <laughs> um, okay, so we're talking about bad teams. Trade deadline. I, I don't want to talk about two. We'll do a trade deadline special. We always yeah. do um, after the trade deadline and like analyze that. And, and we're still a little early for the. Uh, we're still a little early for like our pre up, mm-hmm. but like just on the horizon, what do you want to see? from the upcoming trade deadline. What like we've obviously got team you know, Coyotes are gonna try to get big paydays for Church Chirkin, Churchin? Yeah. Churkin. Um fuck Montreal could be a fire sale, man. Definitely. Like it you think anybody's gonna be interested in taking on is Carey Price done? Uh he just came out with a statement, I think today actually, about wanting to play again this year. So do you think anybody's gonna want would bite the bullet on to get, you know, Stanley Cup final level goaltending from Carey Price would they bite that bullet? Edmonton would, but Mon- I don't think they have Mont- the space, dude. No, I don't think they do. Even the, even with signing Kane to a fucking hell of a mm-hmm. deal, I don't think they could. There'd have to be some sort of 
salary mm-hmm. dump. Um, but I, to pick it up, you know, even for a season, you know, Carey Price has shown that he can drag a team into the right. playoffs. Um, there could be something there. Uh, who's who's off limits in Montreal? Suzuki. Yes, I think Caulfield, Caulfield, Suzuki, and Caulfield. I think are the only people who are really off limits for me. I like I, I Drew and I. I know they've been looking to move him. I think he's someone you could maybe get a third round pick out of right now. Uh, Tyler Toffoli is someone who they could they could get some decent assets out of someone like that. Let me throw let me throw an interesting name at you. How about Hoffman? You think somebody you think somebody would put up some assets to get to get uh, him? Not is, he, a, is he still worth a fuck? Not a ton. I I could see I could definitely see him going for a first pick though. I could see him getting like a first rounder. Wow, I would have said a second. Yeah, I, I could see a, a very desperate, like very offensive, desperate team going for a first to, rounder on him. I really could. To me, Hoffman strikes me more of as a one one for one, mm, like a hockey okay. deal kind of guy. Yeah. Um, whereas Toffoli, I feel like there might be some picks involved, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean Toffoli has twenty five and thirty three games on fucking Montreal, which is pretty fucking. Who's impressive. on that blue? Who's on that blue line right now? Uh, that is a good question. I I honestly can't name a single Montreal Canadian. Petrie defenseman. I know is is one of the only ones okay, that I think you yep. could probably move. And he's only de facto the best defenseman on that team Weber's because gone. there's no right, one else. Yeah, Weber's gone. I think they, they'll they'll hold on to Romanov. I just I don't think they'll get the value that they think he's worth. Um, I mm. don't think he's quite worth. They, they they would want a first or a second out of him. You think Ta- you think Thomas Tatar's jumping somewhere? Uh, <sighs> or no, Tatar's not on that no. team anymore, is he? No. He's with New Jersey. That's right. Um I honestly honestly like Josh Anderson actually has a little bit of value. I think a guy like Brandon Gallagher has a little Ooh. bit of value. Yep. Um, yep. So th- those are two guys I could really see them move on from. All those guys should be gone. In my opinion, all those guys should be on the table and be 100%. Right now. Suzuki and Caulfield should be the only ones that are safe. There's just there's no excuse. I agree. There's I agree. No excuse. And even then, it sounds like Cole, Cole Caulfield's not happy being in Montreal. So I mean, um, he's sitting down in the AHL right now while this team is absolute trash. That's fair. So I wouldn't be on what. Well, yeah, but okay, but your AHL is fucking Laval. Like, yeah. that's not a great place. Well, and they um, they okay. lost the coach down there. Uh-huh. They lost him. He's coached in the AHL for uh, San Diego, which is the Ducks affiliate. He's he's coaching there. Oh, uh, yeah. um, uh, Bouchard, I think. He was actually yep. he was a very good coach. He's very good for the young kids down there, and they lost him. Okay, so oh, okay. Well, that's Anyways, I think all everybody should um, be on limits except for the young guys Suzuki and and uh, Caulfield. There's just no excuse. So more of a interesting uh-huh. question, I think, because this will be. It, it's easy to say, like, all right, clean house in Montreal. Right. Uh, Kraken. Okay. Who's going? Who's staying? I think we signed we signed Jared McCann. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? We re-signed Jared McCann. Jared McCann. We can build a team. Worst around. case scenario, he is a third line center. Worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, and that's. Do we, do we, t- okay, who we, who we, who we listening to? Like who, what guys, if somebody comes up and says, hey, how about Jordan Everly? Do we take offers? Uh, I'm going to, I come up to you and I say, I'll give you a first round pick for Jordan Everly. 100%. I mean, but he's not going to, he's not going to fetch a first round, I don't think. But he's not going to get that. Okay. So if you came up to me and said second line for Jordan Eberle, I would, I, or second round pick, I would have to think about it for sure. 
Um, I think realistically for him, you're going to be looking at two or three round. What about Jaden Schwartz? Uh, Schwartz, 100%. He's a, if, if somebody offered me a second round pick for Jaden Schwartz, I'm taking that in a fucking heartbeat. I'm sorry. He's <laughs> hurt every other day. He is glass. Yanni Gord? Yanni Gord, I would want a second. Um, but here... Oh, but you're but you're listening so, to it like you're you're here. Okay, what guy? What who's untouchable? We you're right. Let's yep. start over. Who's untouchable? Uh, McCann. Okay. The the only reason I think McCann is untouchable is because you ha- you still have to have those guys as guys like Beniers. How old is this kid? Twenty four. He's in his. Pri- I think he's getting close to his prime. He's pri- Yeah, I think you're probably right. Twenty four, twenty five. Curious. I'm curious now. Um. He's he's honestly of their forwards on the f- born in ninety six, so he 25. would be three years younger than me. He's twenty five. Um, of the forwards that are currently playing, well, and even Schwartz, Schwartz is Schwartz is touchable for me. I would if if you're gonna offer me a second round pick for Schwartz, I'm doing it in. All right, I'm pulling up. I'm the not even thinking about it. I need to... The other, the other person, and it's she's gonna go through this. I gotta go through this. Roster. And it's it's funny for me because I just I had a uh, a, a few beers, <laughs> and was and was sure. chatting with a a very hardcore Penguins fan over the last week, and they look like the Penguins fan base looks at this as they lost two guys in the expansion draft. They lost two mm-hmm. of two of arguably that fan base's favorite players in the expansion draft in McCann and Turbo, so. In my opinion, unless you're giving me a first for Turbo, I think he's also an untouchable, and nobody's going to give you a first you for Turbo. You think Brandon Tanev is – so are you listening to offers for Tanev? Only for the fact that I think if you get a first or you get someone that's super low on the totem pole as a second, uh, maybe mm-hmm. you know, maybe at that point, right, where like if you're getting a top five in the first round for Tanev – um, but nobody's going to give you that. I'm sorry. Nobody, nobody's going to give you that. He is he is more valuable to your team than you're going to get for him in a trade value. And mm-hmm. so for me, he's also another untouchable just for the fact that that guy, that guy puts butts in the seats. I mean, and he, he can move up and down the lineup. Turbo and McCann, for me, are the only untouchables on the forward God, group is- on this team. I almost agree. The only thing that I'm going to say, I will agree with you, and I I would throw in Yanni Gord because I will I'm going to give him the benefit of the okay. doubt. He's been injured. He just got into the year. Uh, it's been uh, I'm I think that he's just it, everybody assumed since he had a hot year last year with Tampa that he was ready to take that next step. And if he wasn't on such a deep team, I. I think if Yanni Gord goes back to what Yanni Gord is good at, being a middle six forward, mm-hmm. and there's not as much pressure on him to do that, I, I think he can flourish. It's just he, he can't be the guy. He has to be the guy next to the guy. And right yeah. now, there aren't many guys on this team. There's Jared McCann, and that's I it. think Gord's just another guy that you're not going to get the value out of a trade partner that you would want for sure, a middle six guy. You might as well hang on to him. No, but we're we're like I'm not even fielding calls. Like if if fucking mm, that's fair. Kenny Kenny Holland calls me up and says, you know, Yanni Gord. Like oh nope, then I hang up. Okay. Uh, I same same with McCann, and on the forward group, uh, it Tanev as well. I would hold on to Tanev. He seems like he's happy in Seattle, and he's become a darling right. there. Um, on the defensive side, the only person I'm not okay. Uh, follow my logic okay. on this. 
I'm not taking calls on Vince okay. Dunn, and I'm not taking calls on Hayden Fleury. Everybody else is fair game. Oh, you like Hayden Fleury that much, huh? Mm, not with his current game, but I think there's potential. He's still younger. I think he's 25 this year. I, I think that there's potential there. Um, and not, he's not going to be the guy, but he can be the guy next to the guy. He can be. He can round out a defensive pairing. Whereas right. Larson can't be the top guy. I'm. I'm. If I'm the GM, I'm shopping Giordano 100%. right now. Like I'm making. And he probably is because like, I think he's I'm, unrestricted at the end of this year, isn't he? I'm like Gio's got to fucking go. Mm-hmm. Like this guy is. You know, he needs a crack at the cup. We need to send it. We need to. We need to pull the Aginla treatment mm-hmm. here and try to get this guy on the cup right. winner. Um. So they might shop him, but fuck Giordano, he maybe gets a third. Yeah, I think I maybe. think he could. He has actually started picking it up as soon as I dropped him off my fantasy team. Um, I think you could squeak out a late second for him. Oof, that'd be rough. But, but okay. it's um, that's being generous, honestly. Sure, and obviously I'm shopping Philip Grubauer. hundred um, percent. But but with that contract, I don't know if anybody's going to take him. Nobody's going to take him. Kenny Holland might. Kenny Holland might. Yeah. Kenny Holland might say that, you know, I've got a, I've got a better team in front of him, and Grubauer has shown that if he's got a decent squad in front of him, he can play mm-hmm. well. Um, it's just he's not – Philip Grubauer, he's not – okay, we'll put it this way. He is not uh, – he's not elite. He's good. So he's not uh, your guy in Anaheim. They won't shop him. He's not a Carey Price. He's not a Carey Price. He's not a Gibson who can literally steal games. He's not a Vasilevsky right. who can steal games. So no. they they just won't. They love him. No, I know they won't. They absolutely love Grubauer. They're not going to shop him Ugh. whatsoever. He's there. I think if they're going to shop Ugh. anybody, it's probably going to be Drieger. Um, that upsets me to my yeah. core. Like that, Drieger has potential. He's again. I, I throw him in the same category as Hayden Flurry or Yanni mm-hmm. Gord. Like, like it's just like he he needs more time. Mm-hmm. Like it's in a spe- like being thrown to the fucking wolves. I, I don't know. He's shown brilliance to me, and especially with how Grubauer is playing. Like I don't. It's it's not fair to judge yeah. him on that. Yeah. So I mean, on the defensive side, the only guy to me that is. <sighs> Man, if some team came up to me and said Vince Dunn for a first, it would still Oof. be hard for me to say no. Mm, he's the only guy that you can build around this team. Yeah, but I Mark Giordano's too old. Adam Larson is not a core p- player. Borg Borgen is fucking nobody. Lazan's a nobody. So Lazan's a the nobody. The only thing for me is just looking at this year. I think if you gave Carson Soucy a bit more of a role. He could play up to what Vince Dunn is currently playing to, but I think you okay. would regret that trade just because Vince Dunn would be like, "Fuck Agreed. this," and would start actually showing up for what he you also have Elysiac back there normally, right? So for me, but Elysiac is also replaceable. I think Vince Dunn is the closest one to untouchable on the defensive side, but I'm listening to offers on all those fucking guys. You're right. Okay, that's There's that's just fair. no way. That's fair. Maybe he's not untouchable, but but my price is high True. for Vince. Dunn. I think that's fair. I, I look. Whereas whereas if somebody offers me a third, uh, uh, an early third or a late second for Geo, Geo, oh, I'm yeah. taking it. I think Dunn is Dunn is a perfect top four second power play on a f- cup contender team, and so if they're willing. If if it starts a bidding war and I'm getting up to a first round pick here for him, 
I really got to think about it because, you know, uh, I have guys that can do something similar to what he's been producing, and I'm going to get a first-round pick out of it, and I can start to actually build a fucking franchise around this shit. So I would listen to Vince Dunn. I don't think he's quite untouchable, but he's by far the one that's closest for me. 100%. Yeah. I think guys that I would actively shop would be Jordan Mm -hmm. Eberle. Um I, I just I, and and Jaden Schwartz, I agree. Um, Johan, Johansson could draw some interest. Um, Callie could draw some interest. Don Scoy is interesting. Uh, Shahan's jumped too many times. Uh, Wenberg, I mean, he's people have brainwashed him before. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, for some reason, people like this guy. Um, he's a decent third line some, center on a great team. Right. I, I honestly, I un, unironically, I think he would be good in Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. Behind McDavid and Drysaddle, I think that's fine. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, down the center, like who's who's that? You know, I think he'd do just fine. Um, you know, looking at looking at the D pairing, Geo gone, Larson. I'm listening to I, pretty much anybody on the back mm-hmm. line, back end. I'm listening yep. to, um, and my goalies. Like I said, I Philip. If they found a way to pull some fucking magic and get rid of Philip Grubauer for the problem is, is to, I mean, the ideal that would work for me, like Kenny Holland calls up, say, hey, I got a goalie tender goaltender problem, but I cannot pay what you're paying Philip mm-hmm. Grubauer. So, all right, I'll take Edmonton's first and we'll retain some salary. Would you take that? I would want them to throw in Koskinen. Um, or or Skinner or Skinner. They they won't do Skinner. They know Skinner is he's still young, but he's literally their only hope if both those guys decide to shit the bed. Sure. So sure. I I would do Koskinen in a first. I think that's fine because Koskinen depending right, on Koskinen's salary. Because we don't have obvi- obviously Joey Dackard is not going to be the answer right. So you basically throw two backups in Seattle plus a first round pick. I would take that. Um, it's just we've seen with with well, and that's the thing is Grubauer's stock is so fucking low right now. Um, it's it's just tough to get market value out of a guy like Kemper did in Colorado, where he got a first round pick and a good, uh, you know, a pretty decent prospect, right? So like so like yep. maybe Grubauer would get Koskinen in a first. Um, I'm not sure if that was that would even be the thing. So. I, that's why I just I, Grubauer's not moving. I just don't see him moving. But it's it's a good thought. I would. I mean, he's he's not the answer, unless next year he shows up and he's just world class. You know, I just I don't see it. But yeah, that's a that's a tough one. I don't think goal. I don't think either of the goalies move. I think we do see quite a bit of change on the defensive side, and then forwards. It really comes down to what Francis is willing to receive because if he's thinking first round picks for any of these literally middle six, his entire team is pretty much middle six guys for the most part. If he's thinking first round picks for any of these guys, he's not going to make any deals. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I, it's, but I do, I do think if, if Ron Francis is smart, like, okay, the worst thing that Francis can do right now is hold Pat at the mm-hmm. hundred percent. He, he needs to make some deals. He needs to, the only way, that he can, the only way that he can justify what he's doing, and it was the strategy that none of us wanted, is that he wanted to tank and get as many assets at the mm-hmm. deadline and go for fucking Shane mm-hmm. Wright, 
which infuriates me because I just don't. Oh, because Alex Lafreniere has just completely turned the New York right, Rangers. Shane Wright could like, be a bust for all we know. Well, it's I just I I hate I hate that I really hate that I hate I would rather trade for assets and go prospects and that kind of thing than actually uh, picks are just fuck They're so unpredictable. Yeah, I don't like Lucas Ray- Lucas Raymond is tearing up that draft class right now from the fourth. Was he fourth spot? I think he was sixth. Oh, he was sixth, huh? I think he was sixth, and he's tearing it up right now. No one's. I don't. I don't think. No. Don't quote no. me on that, but I don't think anybody's even so close. So Drysdale was sixth. So Raymond would have been. F- I think Raymond was fourth. Okay. But anyways, okay. that's. I mean, they always look at the top three, right? Anybody outside the top three in the. Who are the top three in that draft right uh, now? Name them. Lafreniere. Or wait, I think that was the Quinton Byfield draft, right? Quinton Byfield. Stutzla and was it the same year as Lafreniere? Mm, just look at the draft year of Lone Lucas right, Raymond. That should up. pop up. Lucas Raymond. Ramando. Because yeah, because uh, twenty twenty draft year twenty twenty. Yep. So Frenier, Byfield, Stutzla, Raymond was fourth. Yep. So he's he has more points than Lafreniere. Mm-hmm. Who's number two? Stutzla? So it was Lafreniere. Quentin Byfield. Quentin Byfield. How's Byfield doing? He, I haven't even heard his name Yeah, in a while. he, uh, so he got hurt, I think, in preseason. So he just just started getting into games for the Kings. He, he's going to be good. He's just, he's okay. still figure. I mean, this is, yeah, he, he, he'll he be good. He, uh, you know, he's not getting plump minutes like Raymond and, and Zegris and those kind of, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's not... Is that because of ability, or is that because he's uh, I think they're just easing him in. Like, they know okay. the kids, I mean, all these kids are still only 19, 20, right? Like, they, I think they're just easing him into it. Um, is that a problem in the NHL, though? Like, do we, do we, like, look at other sports. They throw their people in immediately. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like you're playing, you're being too cautious with that kind of stuff. Like it, it could be a situation where you've got like Wallstrom with the Islanders. Mm-hmm. Like Wallstrom is just not going to fit into Barry Trotz's right. system. I I don't if, know if, if Wallstrom was on another team that like allowed him to shoot. It'd be. Different. I just I don't know. So, like some of these teams, I think the coaches aren't actually prepared to evaluate if the kid is ready or not mm-hmm. i think okay let me look okay so it's obviously better than lafreniere sorry you can keep uh, talking just, i mean that like that to me probably plays more of a role so like if it was me um like the way mason mctavish was playing he's better than the ducks third line center this year you know like he he could have really contributed to that team even if it ended up being on the wing for a full you know full year or half a year so like yeah I think it does What's play Sanderson a lot into that. Too? Uh, Jake Sanderson has actually come a long way. Um, I'm really glad the Ducks didn't take him at five, but I think he has become a better defenseman not being in the NHL uh, the last couple oh, of years. Oh, he's not even in the NHL no, right I now. I think he's still at like uh, North Dakota, I believe. Um, okay. um, yeah. We've got the Ducks, so Jamie Drysdale. And Drysdale's fine. Like He's not playing bad. No, this wasn't a very strong draft for D. And so yeah. to throw him in there as an 18, 19 year old, like it kind of makes I sense. Whole, I don't, but I don't 
don't know what Holtz is up uh, to. H- NHL, I believe. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Jack Quinn, Ottawa. He's not up there yet, is he? Uh, yeah. Jack or Quinn Buffalo, is... sorry. Jack Quinn, Buffalo. yeah. Oh, yeah, he just he just started yeah. playing, and he and I, he's had a couple good games, right? right? Yep. No, he's he's yeah. had a few good games. Um, and, and forwards tend to be a little quicker on their development, right? So... Oh, number 10, Perfetti. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Um, Did he... Is he doing uh, anything? Not really. Yeah. But um, Anton Lundell for Florida, that's been a pretty good pick for them. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen... A, God, what a... I mean, it's it's great that their pipeline's so good, but Askarov for Nashville, uh-huh. like, I haven't even... I don't even think he's stuck I in the ice I think they either move him or they move Saros in the next two years. The, I got too many it's goalies, just, man. Those two are way, those two are number ones. It's just it's yeah. way too, way too crowded. Seth Jarvis, I don't know. Don't yeah. And, okay, now we're getting into deep stuff that I don't know. Right. Any of these people. So I, you know, I think. Um, but okay, but, but Lucas Lucas Raymond out of the gate right now is obviously, you know, the standout of all 100%. these players. Yep. Um, at and there's point. a benefit of, so and, and that's holding him back a year, right? Like that's letting him play what he's used to playing, letting him. And he, it's crazy with Raymond though. He didn't even dominate the SHL last year. He was, he was a little bit more of a, kind of a spectator last year, and just decided he wanted to play in the NHL this year and showed up to preseason, was unreal. Got his ten game tryout with the Red Wings and was just killing it right and it's just that's sometimes that's all it takes like it just it's Ooh. a confidence thing you want to you want to really you want a really uh hot take mm. Moritz Sider might be the best pick of the 2019 draft oh wow so we've got Jack Hughes at number one who you and I talked off the show is underperforming 100%. Matthew Boldy uh currently currently ripping it up but just got into the mm-hmm. league uh, Simon Holmstrom. I don't know who this guy is. Or no, sorry. God damn it! I was going right to left. Um, Jack Hughes, get Capo uh, Capo Caco. Mm-hmm. Uh, underperforming. It is, yeah, underperforming. Uh, borderline bust. Kirby Doc. Not granted. He's on a bad team, but um, not not doing what they mm-hmm. thought. Byram. Ooh. Okay. Never mind. This might be a Byram's just been hurt. That's fair. Uh, Alex Turcott, he's fine. Yeah, I think he went too high in that draft, and I—it's funny. I told our—I told DJ that he went too high in that draft, and it's kind of. Showing. Oh, Zegers is in this one. Okay, I sorry. I, I was only looking at the top ten, or the mm-hmm. top five. Uh, okay, so but so okay, but it, I mean it's it's more at Cider and Trevor Zegers. One hundred percent, yeah. So like Cousins is not it. So that's the thing, Broberg. I don't know who that it is. It really comes down to your 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 scouts and things like that. Like I mean, this is. This was a fairly deep draft, you know, just looking it back was, on so, it. So, like, I'm looking at some of these names. Like, Spencer Knight went at 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew Boldy, who I who I just picked up in fantasy, is doing well. Cole Caulfield. Uh, Newhook is playing well. Peyton Krebs is at 17, mm-hmm. and he's, you know, done well um, for, well, now for the Sabres. Um, Ryan Suzuki. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a, that's the thing. Is I mean, top ten, you can you can, if your if your scouting department is doing what they're supposed to do, you can really find a gem in the ten. I mean, there's just mm-hmm. you know, you should be able to pick More that stuff. Su- but. Well, and remember, Cider was supposed to go at like sixteen. Yeah, he was supposed to be a middle middle of the way. But but that's the thing is like if you're a good GM, if you're a good scouting department, you you pick your you 
if there's a guy that you like, you pick him. It, you don't listen to the fucking other scouts, right? If I like nope. more insider at you six, don't. I like more insider at six, right? I'm, I'm not going right. to just hope that nobody picks him till the second round because he's gone, you know? Yep. So, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty fun to go back and, and watch and, and see some of these drafts and things like that. Um, it's paying off dividends. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, honestly, yep. getting chick or whatever the hell of that goal, you know, the Red Wings goalie's name is right now. That's a fucking steal. Nadelkovich. I mean, that's. I've had to. I've had to really get that down because I. I, I feel like he's going to be the goalie for the next ten years. Yeah, so. I mean, that's all three levels of that team. That's just so stupid. I We mentioned it earlier. Like, I mean, he. This is technically his rookie yeah. year. Like, if he wasn't in such a deep Calder race right now, he would be considered. Like, the guy is sporting. Uh, it's. It's. You would for a team that's you know basically 500 at this point uh his numbers are pretty mm-hmm. good yeah it's it's just crazy there's just they, they have they have levels of skill on that red wings team right now like they're gonna be tough to beat and give them three years i would even say yeah, two that's i mean that's totally fair you make the right and eiserman's gonna make the right move so yeah I can, I'll, I'll give him two so on a red wings team he's at a 2.97 and a 0.910 that's not terrible it's not terrible for for a twelve and twelve record. Yeah, that's not terrible. He's twelve, twelve, and five. Oof. Yeah. Fuck. That's scary. Like it's gonna be they're they're gonna be yeah. good. They're gonna be good. Um. I don't think anybody. I was about to say if the the Red Wings or the Ducks do anything, but I don't I think both teams pretty much hold pat, right? Yeah, I think I think Ducks have. I think they'll move at least one guy, and I think it's going to be Raquel for a second round pick. I think that's probably all they'll do. Um, they they love okay. Josh Manson a little too much to their own detriment. Think Getzlov? You think Getzlov goes to a no, contender? No, he doesn't want to. Okay. Yeah, I, I I mean, he wouldn't. I mean, he's having a decent year, but I don't I don't think he would gain. He's already got a cup you know, ring, doesn't yeah, he? He got one in two thousand seven. Oh yeah, he's good. Okay, he just, he's fine. they wouldn't. They wouldn't take that chance of you know so Raquel you think that's the I, only one they move unfortunately I would love to see them actually move Manson as well but they won't move Manson just because they absolutely love that guy and he's in my opinion he's a he's a bottom pairing guy at this point but okay yeah they just want him too much this the sad analysis of the Red Wings like I'm gonna I'm gonna give you honest and it upsets okay. me greatly Vlad Nemestikov is probably going to get traded. It upsets me. Vlad Nemestikov loves being a Red Wing. His favorite player was Sergei Fedorov, yeah. and every time the every time he scores, he does the the one leg lean back and then he tugs on the winged wheel to the crowd. <laughs> like this guy loves Just being loves a Red his Wing. Life. Like he is playing for his childhood team and wants to stay in Detroit. And ironically, the harder and better he plays, the more he's gonna That's get so kicked funny. off. It sucks. I I just he's he, like and Nemesica. It sucks because he's never been a franchise guy. Mm-hmm. He has been bounced around. What, what was he on Toronto? He, no, Tampa. Tampa. It's with Tampa, and then the Rangers, and the, like he's been yep. everywhere. He's been all over the place, so he's bounced around a lot. Unfortunately, so I think he's gonna be some trade bait. Um, Letty, Letty's definitely yeah. trade bait, hundred percent. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, people might be calling about Philip Zadina. Um, like, Philip Zadina is the perfect scenario for a 
a one-for-one trouble child Mm -hmm. trade. So, like, hey, we've got this young prospect that can't figure it the fuck out either. Do you want to trade problems? It it could happen. Like, it it definitely could happen. And there are teams with those problems. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, Maybe you can think of that. What's it? What's a team? You you think about it while I keep analyzing. Um, no one wants Adam Ernie. Unfortunately, Tyler Bertuzzi's probably gonna get a lot of calls. Yeah. Oh, he's unrestricted. You're gonna get a lot of. You're gonna get a lot of calls on Tyler Hmm. Bertuzzi. Um, I don't know if he's unrestricted. That's a good question. I'd have to look up his contract. God, I I Um, thought they just signed him, so I'd be curious. I'd, I'd be really surprised if they moved Bertuzzi. I know, but it, it, the guy's playing out of his mind. Like, I think he's still the leading scorer on the team, even with That's Larkin crazy. kicking ass. Um, Fabry could draw some interest. Sutter could draw some interest. He's having a good year. Um, on the back end, you've got Letty. Maybe people trying to buy low on Philip Peronic because he's having a bad year, but I I do think on a better team, Philip and not having to, you know, carry the workload, right. I think Philip Peronic could be on a good spot. Um, not much else on the defense. Uh, goalies wise, Thomas Grice is gone. I don't. I don't see Thomas Grice being on this team after March. Whatever. Yeah, it is. you can get a backup goalie. My, Thomas Grice. It's Thomas Grice can can be a starter somewhere, mm-hmm. or at least a backup on a cup right. contender. I think option two probably. Yeah. If you if you need insurance, if you've got a really solid number one but not a number two right now, Thomas Grice is a perfect insurance yeah, policy. Hundred percent. Um, unfortunate, but but you know Kenny Holland would be dumb enough to make that trade and make Thomas Grice the starter. I think Kenny so. Holland wants all of the people available. <laughs> so fucking bad. Um, Verona's off limits, even though he hasn't played a game oh, yeah. this year. Uh, Troy Stetcher. People might kick kick tires on him. Um, his his time was limited this year, but I think people have seen that that guy can. If we'll put it this way, if Troy Stetcher was playing with Moritz Sider. Uh, this season would look if a lot. If I was different. playing with Moritz Sider, I would. I mean, I would look pretty good. God damn, he's so funny. You know? It's, it's just, and it's it's hard for us to be unbiased because you and I like have more of a, a more of a respect for defensive mm-hmm. players, and you know, like a strong defensive core, and that like that guy is just, like if you're in a be like build a GM like be a GM mode like that's a guy you build a franchise. Hundred percent. Yep. Like, that is the guy that you can trust day in and day out to do what he needs to do. Like, your first step is to get him somebody on his line that's not going to make him have to do too much, and then you just build from there. He's honestly on a trajectory that everyone thought Victor Hedman would be on, and just yep. Victor Hedman just took a little bit longer to figure it out. Mort Sider is just on yep. that fucking trajectory already. It's just nuts. Kid's 20, year, kid's 20 years old, and he's bullying Sidney Crosby and Austin Matthews. I wish I was like, bullying Sidney Crosby at 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Show him the um, fucking five knuckles. Stetcher's out until after the Olympic break. So, Stetcher, I mean, people could take a flyer on Stetcher. Um, after the Olympic break, he's supposed to be good yeah. by then. Um, I, I think that, unfortunately, while I like, you know, the spunkiness of this team, uh, there's a lot of guys that will probably be moved at the deadline. Iserman, Iserman's finally going to come out and, and make some moves, I think. Yeah, God. Hopefully for the rest of the league, he doesn't make a fucking Verona for Mantha and a 
Dude. <laughs> Wait, was it first round pick for Samantha? If you see Eisenman on your caller ID, just don't even oh. pick up. You're like, dude, I can't, I can't get fleeced, man. Like, we're, <laughs> he'll, tri- he'll figure, he's it, he'll get, figure a way. <laughs> he's gonna, tra- he's gonna trade fucking Zadina and a first to Edmund Finn for Drysital. Honestly, like he just, he, he would call you as a GM and be like, hey, uh, what, what time are you going out drinking tonight? <laughs> No. And Kenny would be like Kenny Holland would be like, "Oh, you, uh, fuck you, I'm Steve! I'm fucking drinking, dude. What's up?" <laughs> okay, well, Kenny's different. <laughs> any any other logical, level-headed GM, like he's he's like, "Hey, hey, man, what's what's going on? Fuck you, Steve! <laughs> I want to talk to you." Now's not a good time, Steve. Thanks. <laughs> I just want to talk. No, man, I just want to talk to you. No, I don't want to talk. <laughs> I I don't want to. <laughs> hey, what do you think about Gary Bettman? Shut up, Steve. This is, this is so, it's late, dude. It's three p.m. Yeah, shut so, up. Just calls Brian Burke. Like, hey, so uh, you know, you already got Crosby. You don't need Malkin. Yeah, come on, nobody needs Malkin. Actually, if you're talking to Brian Burke, all you need to do is go. You know, Malkin doesn't throw a lot of hits. <laughs> He's not a grinder. He doesn't. There's not a lot of heart. He's in there, literally you know? worthless to you, Brian. Get rid of him. <laughs> what do you want, Letty? You want Mark Stahl. You need You need Mark Stahl. Don't you know, you? I've got two guys. I'll throw in Danny DeKaiser. You can use you can, one of your guys could grab him and use him to hit people with. It's a human ragdoll. Just whip him like the fireman carry dummies. You need an extra stick? Yeah, I got one. It's called Danny DeKaiser. Just fucking break his little neck, make a nice little curve on it. Fire Jeff Blashill oh, and Jesus. Danny DeKaiser into the oh, sun. Man. <laughs> it's amazing the record. Like the the Detroit Red Wings are like six two and one without Danny DeKaiser in the lineup. <laughs> That's all based on circumstance. Yeah. Oh yeah. It has totally. nothing to do with D- Danny actually being out of the lineup. I don't see. It. How could Danny not take this personally? <laughs> Uh, Danny. He's the Danny De, Unfortunately, Danny DeKaiser has become the new Justin Applicator. Mm-hmm. You gotta have fun. Oh my god! There was, dude. There was a momentary. Mo, there was a moment of panic that uh, in Red Wings Twitter world when it was announced that Justin Applicator went for a professional tryout with the Griffins, <laughs> and everybody's like, "Fucking no!" He's just waiting for his opportunity. <laughs> Uh, you you fucking know that if Ken Holland was still the GM, not only would he have made that tryout, but we would have re-signed him for three it years. It would have been Justin Applicator, <laughs> Larkin. Raymond definitely wouldn't have been there yet. No. Ed Zadina. And they would have had six <laughs> goals on the year. <laughs> fucking damn it. Oh. Kenny Holland's lost <sighs> his mind. This has been a, this has been a heavy... Uh, sorry, Edmonton fans. Okay. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know, it has been rough though. And your media, that's, you know what, you know, a success story of people who get out of Canadian markets and play somewhere where there's just no pressure and the fans love you unconditionally. Look at Freddie Anderson right now. Yeah. Dude, I just look, I I was watching for some, don't ask me why I was watching this game, but I was watching earlier today, the can, the hurricanes and sharks play. Don't again, don't ask me why I was watching this game. (laughs) I have because I don't have an answer for you. I have. I have Maybe no idea. Maybe you should find a hobby. 
have no idea why I was watching this game. Um, but they popped up their record as they were talking to Rob Brendamore. They are 39-2 and two or uh-huh. something. I'm like, that's fucking I nuts. told you. All you had to do, get Freddy out of fucking Canada, man. Dude, he is killing Yeah, he's it. been good. That whole team's been good, though. He, he is absolutely killing it. And that is a whole... That is... Ugh. If I didn't already put $10 on the Florida Panthers to win the cup... Jeez, dude, don't break the bank. <laughs> Spe- well, speaking of, uh, while my fantasy team hasn't been doing quite well, uh, my gambling Yeah, has, well, so. hey, you got to have some got to cheer about. Right, because you know, it's not my fantasy team. <sighs> yeah, I know. You. Speaking of, how are the speculative the flyers The speculative doing? flyers, ever since I changed my team name, are like fucking... Four and one, <laughs> and I, I a re a rebrand has reinvigorated oh, your team. Yeah. I mean, this team is just going nuts right now. <laughs> and, and I picked, so I was like, I still had the Radix Bonks fucking picture up there, and I was like, what's the stupidest yeah. fucking picture I could pick for this team? So I picked a toothless fucking emoji. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep, there I'm about to go. get another win this week. Well, so good. there you go. That's good. I'm I'm about to drop to six and nine. So, oh, oh yeah, I'm seven. Oh. I'll be seven and eight. Nice. But I played the fucking dangles this week. And they're trash. No, that was my plan actually. I, the, oh yeah, he's, he's Devin's Devin's team is fucking yeah. He's you know too good. Yeah, that's what it is. What it is. See mm. how it goes. But we can yeah. I I honestly I've just been picking up a like I've just been going with the team name and. You have. You've been using. You might have the most. I usually have the most waiver claims. You might have the I most. I think I. I think I am topping the league in waiver claims right now. Let's see. Let's see moves. Six. Oh no, I have sixty. Idaho Dirty Dogs do, and then Pekka's Forsket. So you and me are real close. We're sixty and fifty-six on the moves. Okay. Yeah, okay. But I'd like to stay. I'd like to stay on. I've had to because of goal. That honestly, like I was before we got on, I was giving my team shit. Honestly, they've been doing fine. I just. I got fucked over in goalies, mm-hmm. and it it's been. Bobrovsky has been my only shining mm. star, and like kept me consistent. Right now, I have found consistency uh, with Jake mm-hmm. Ottinger and Kakoen, Kakoen, Kanonen. That sounds right. The guy in Minnesota. Oh, Kakanen. The guy that's not Cam Talbot. Kakanen. There we go. Yeah, the guy that's not Cam Talbot. They just put, picked up big wins tonight. Um, they, they seem to be staying mm-hmm. in the goal, but, uh, yeah, but I've been, I have literally like, I, there's been one week, we'll put it this way. There's been one week where I reached my goalie start limit. Damn. Just backups, dude. Backups yeah, for days. Because I, I, I don't have guys that yeah. are playing. I mean, it really does make a big difference. Like get it. If your goalies can play well, you know, I mean, it's, it's essentially like, if your goalie gets a win and has a good game, it's essentially like a three-point night for your one of your forwards. You know what I mean? Like, yep. uh, so, yeah. I, but I don't think you should quit yet, dude. There is a battle for that freaking eighth spot right now. You you can't there give is? up yet. What are you doing? Oh, no, I'm not giving up yet. I mean, I'm going to be six and nine, but season's what not even halfway no. over we got plenty of, there's plenty of time so, i mean i'm sitting down by i'm sitting down by you i'm we're eight and nine in a league where we know more about hockey than all these fucking dipshits 
That's very so, true. So, I mean, come on. That's like, you true. think fucking doesn't pay his dues is going to end up in second place? Fuck, I, I hope can not. fucking eat a flaming sword for all I give a shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> God. I'm, gonna kick, I'm about to kick him out of the league just for being there. Hey. Hey, Taylor. Hey, Taylor, when are you going to send me those hey, winnings? Uh, hey, man, what's up? I haven't talked to you in like four years. But, uh, I did pay my dues this year, so I was just hoping you would send me my winnings. I've stuff to buy. Like, dude, honestly, I'm going to take all of these winnings and just disperse them over the next five years of fantasy because you're never going to pay me again. Oh. Oh, no. Th- I mean, yeah, that makes sense, dude. <laughs> if, you could, if you could just give me that money here soon. Do you know Do you know where Bog Harbor Bog Dogs are from, though? That's DJ's no. team name. That's from uh, Bob's Burgers. And he used to be the Waterbury yeah, Wolverines. Yeah, but he was terrible. See, he, had, he, he needed terrible. a rebranding as well. <laughs> I think I need a rebranding too. The German, the German Lindstrom. Yeah, they just haven't been producing for you. They haven't. I need. You need new new ownership. I do. I'll I'll change it up, and uh, we'll get a new logo, and uh, (laughs) it'll be exciting. Uh, If he changes the speculative flyers, though, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. (laughs) (laughs) I copyrighted that shit, dude. No, I'll be the speculative flyers. (laughs) Speculative (laughs) spliers. <laughs> oh shit. God damn it. Let's get the hell out of here, huh? Alright, that sounds good. Uh thanks for listening and having some laughs with us, everyone. Uh I know we're totally infrequent. We we try to work on it, but uh, you know, life life and all the other shit. Um so we'll we'll hit you with episodes when we can. Uh we'll try to get back on the weekend the week the weekly uh schedule like we try to, but you know. It's us, but how but how whatever. excited do people get when they're like, Jesus, these guys haven't put out an episode in like fucking a month. This has got to be sure. good. You know what I mean? It's got to be, be good. good. And the, I mean, and the fact that we're pushing two hours now, like we're giving them. Some yeah, good like content, you have so. things like when you, like I don't even know what you're doing for two hours. But if you're at the end of this episode after two hours, I hope <laughs> your laundry went well. Like, I don't know what your dry, your your road, road trip? trip. I hope yeah. you're almost hope, there. Yeah. Hey, uh, are we there yet? Maybe. Maybe we're... Are we there yet? I don't know. We're there. Let's fucking end this shit. Dude, where's my car? <laughs> Which car, dude? Fuck. God damn it. What a, that just dates me. That's a fucking old movie. <laughs> All right. We're out of here. <laughs>